Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and yesterday was my birthday. Now, I'm not here today to troll for messages or well wishes, but instead, I'm gonna demand an end to birthday celebrations. Also today, it's been a year since I had to stop running. So I'm gonna tell you the top five things I have learned in the year since my last run. But before I do that, Folks, there is something that is definitely more worthy of celebration than a silly old birthday, and that is Secondhand September. And it's the last week of Secondhand September, so head to GearTrade.com and get shopping or selling with your go-to solution for unnew outdoor gear and apparel since 1999. Also today, Tuesday, September 26th, starts the Rock Bites takeover of the Gear Trade blog. So bookmark GearTrade.com for shopping and for more Rock Bite content. All right, let's start the show. Yeah, I turned 48 yesterday. Now, 48 is a relatively unremarkable milestone on the way to 50. I don't buy into any hype surrounding birthdays, good or bad generally. The people who dread getting older and refuse to acknowledge their age at all are just as bad as the people who can't wait for their next birthday and have week-long celebrations like they're a toddler or something. Because really, what does it matter? Time is the thing we have the least amount of control over than anything else in our lives. Big picture, we don't know how time started, and as it pertains to us as individuals, we are a constant slave to the ticking clock, even though we have zero idea how much time has even been allotted to us. I've had 48 spins around the sun and could be dead before my next birthday or go on to be the first centenarian my family has ever produced. So is it worth stopping every 365 days to have my back clapped, be congratulated and celebrated like I actually accomplished anything? Think how ridiculous it is to celebrate your birthday. Hey, nice job not dying in the last 12 months. And to that point, can we also stop congratulating ourselves for things like buying a new car or having a baby? If someone does something relatively standard to the human experience and the time in which we're living, an understated, cool, is more appropriate than an enthusiastic, congratulations! And look, I'm not here to harsh your mellow. If you love getting a birthday cake and presents and going out and doing things you could do anyway, regardless if it's the anniversary of you being expelled from your mother, then that's great. I'm not here to tell you how to live. And if I'm being honest, I'm actually feeling way more reflective than usual on this particular birthday because it occurred to me the other day that I've gone a year without running. For the first time since maybe ever? If you're new to this show, I put out an episode a few months back about my forced retirement from running. I'll link it in the show notes if you haven't heard it. And it's really a self-imposed retirement by all accounts from my surgeon and physical therapist. I could run, but without boring you with the details, in order to start running again and do so without risking a third surgery on a knee with significantly less cartilage in it than there used to be, there would require a fair amount of pre-run work and prep, along with even more post-run strength and rehab every time I'd go running. I mean, I guess I could wing it, but I also don't want to have to get a knee replacement before I'm 60. So for now, I'm keeping running on the shelf. But it was about a year ago when my knee, which had been acting up for a few months, made the call for me to stop running and get it checked out. I probably had a run or two in between my birthday and when I finally got that MRI to see what was going on. But my birthday is as good as day as any to call my running retirement date. So what have I learned over the last 12 months? Have I been permanently in a fetal position going on and on about how I can't touch toe to trail? No, this story isn't that sad. I mean. 
I may be that sad as an individual, but I think I actually deal with things coming to an end quite well. I bet I have a few high school ex-girlfriends out there that if they heard this may disagree with me on that, but I've learned to sort of embrace it when things don't go your way and just move on. All right, so where was I? Oh, right, learning. Here are the top five things I have learned by having running taken away from me one year ago. Counting down from five to one, let's do it. Number five, life is just better without energy gels. Look, over the past seven or eight years or so, I had mostly cut out science sports nutrition from all of my activities. Even when I did my 50 miler in 2019, I used spring energy gels, which is a more real food version of a gel, but I only had a couple and only when I got into some low places between aid stations. Mostly I ate real food, specifically egg and cheese burritos that my buddy Bryce doused in ketchup every time I got to see him and my support crew. If you want to see what I'm talking about, I'll use a photo from one of those aid stations as the cover photo for the post for this episode on rockfight.co. But even though I had mostly moved on from eating gels and blocks, just by nature of being a runner, it was hard not to throw one in my running vest or pocket to slurp down during a run, especially if I hadn't eaten yet. But over the last 12 months, the closest thing I've eaten has been honey stinger waffles, which are just plain good regardless of your caloric output. Number four, I'm spending way less on running shoes. Now, this is good for me, but bad for Ultra, because prior to my running retirement, I was averaging at least three pairs of Lone Peaks annually, mostly because the outsoles wouldn't last for very long, especially on the sandpaper-like terrain of my local SoCal trails. But I bought one new pair of trail runners in the last 12 months, and these things are going to last me a while. Number three, I've learned that a lot of runners are really insufferable. Look, every sport has the worst of the worst in terms of participants, but since I'm no longer a participant, I've noticed how many runners just rub me the wrong way when I pass them on the trail. And it's hard not to notice how often I recognize something that I used to do as a runner, whether it was a poor fashion choice, tank top, shirtless, dumb visor or hat, or just a bad vibe or general demeanor, aggressive strides, pissed off look, going way too slow to demand the space you're taking up. I notice that runners don't carry themselves as well as I thought they did when I was a runner. So, you know, kind of nice not to be in that group. I'm now forging my own bad habits as a gravel biker who exclusively wears cotton t-shirts. Number two, I feel stronger than ever. And I don't mean that in a supervillain kind of way. Variety is the spice of life. And it also should be our approach to outdoor sports because man, I honestly feel kind of amazing. My dog and I go on more walks and hikes on my local trails. My aforementioned gravel bike, which I bought anticipating a runless future, has become my favorite bike with a perfect hour-long route right from my house that is about a 50-50 split between gravel bike paths and roads. I went bikepacking in the San Rafael Swell, and I've done more rope climbing at my climbing gym than I probably have ever done. I've surfed a ton, and most importantly, I'm in the gym with much better regularity. Even if you know that you should hit the gym at least a few times a week when you are hardcore into something like running, it's really hard not to just default to that thing that you're hardcore into. Plenty of days start with the, I'm going to go lift today, and end with, I was going to go lift today, but oh, the weather was perfect, and I just really wanted to go running instead. And I don't go for hours-long bodybuilding-type sessions every day. In fact, the staff at my gym, they probably scratch their head when I leave because on many days, I've just banged out a 10 to 15-minute strength session. But overall, I just feel so much better than when I was a, quote, runner or, quote, cyclist. But lastly, number one, the number one thing I've learned in a year without running is I miss running. Yeah, I do. 
I miss running. I was a trail runner. If you ask me, running roads or on a treadmill is not, uh, it's not, it's, it's just not good. Running trails is just such a great way to experience the outdoors. Anyway, the other day I was on a ridge near my house hiking with my dog, and this ridge is just an awesome strip of dirt, and the weather was perfect, and on my right I got a view of the Pacific Ocean, and the sun wasn't setting yet, but it was getting low, and you could see a big, long reflection of the sun on the water, and it's just awesome. And that was really the first time since last year that I was bummed that I wasn't up there to run. Running is often really hard, but when you get those moments, when it doesn't feel hard and you're just floating, it's absolutely amazing. And man, on that day, I just wanted to let it rip. But I didn't, and at the time I was a little bummed out. But shortly after that stretch of Hero Trail, you get to a really loose, crumbly, rocky, off-camber, downhill section of trail that isn't that much fun to run. And the heartache I felt over not being able to run it quickly dissipated. My dog and I picked our way down slowly and enjoyed the view longer than if we were running. So what does this all mean? I mean, I, I don't know. Singer-songwriter Dar Williams has a line in one of her songs that reads, where does magic come from? I think magic is in the learning. And sure, I lost running, but I learned a lot while I was a runner. And it was pretty magical. And even if there were times when I wish I could run, I've learned that I can enjoy the time I spend in the outdoors just plenty without it. So, you know, happy birthday to me, I guess. Let's just go take another spin around the sun. That's our show for today. Please rate the show and follow us wherever you are listening and send your feedback and comments to myrockfight at gmail.com. We'll be back soon with more ideas that aim for your head. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True, and here to take us out is less than Jake's own. Chris makes with the Rock Fight fight song. We'll see you next time, Rock Fighters. Rock fight.